0: Hi, I'm Courtney. And I'm Aja. Welcome to Living Water Christian Center Church where the word is plentiful and the spirit of the Lord lives. We're so glad that you were able to join us today. We hope that you are blessed by the worship and the word that goes forth. Please like, subscribe, share, and comment. Thank you. There is no way any of us can be
1: without Amen. We thank God today because we know Everything going on, our lives individually and collectively, there's no way we make it. We thank God today. Thank God for the praise team. Amen. There's no way I can make it without you. (laughs) Glory to God. Glory to God. Listen, we thank God today. It was just wonderful to be here with you. I'm Pastor Faison. And we're at the Living Water Church here in East Orange, New Jersey. Praise the Lord. And we we're preparing, we're preparing for the um, holiday season. Praise the Lord. I mean, Thanksgiving's coming up in a few days, and Christmas is around the corner, and New Year's, and we're celebrating Jesus during all this time. We would love, we would love to be in the house with everybody to celebrate. The advent but at the time it's just not safe you know know, we can't take the chance saints it's just not safe for all of us to gather together like we want to so we're grateful for the opportunity to approach you through these uh, media platforms and we desire your prayers we um just by way of announcement we prepare some thanksgiving baskets for some families and if you still want to contribute we can still um, we still welcome any financial contribution towards the Thanksgiving gifts. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you because you are God and our Father. We thank you for making a way for us. We thank you for allowing us this time to celebrate this time of worship, this time of gathering. even even if we're in different places right now, we're just so grateful. We thank you because of all that you've done through Jesus Christ our Lord. And you provided this great salvation which we just love to have. We thank you for it and we are encouraged to share this gospel with others. Bless this time together Father. Speak Speak to us through your word minister your word to the hearers. Let us who have ears heal with the spirit of God saying unto the church. And Lord, touch our ears, teach us to listen, and touch our eyes so we might see Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Praise God. So, in lieu of the Advent season, which we're going to start some Advent teaching on next week, Advent is the coming. And so we talk about the first coming of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, in lieu of that, we want to look at Luke chapter 1. And we want to talk about John the Baptist, the birth of John the Baptist, the circumstances around his birth. We're going to talk about his parents, Zachariah and Elizabeth, whom we refer to as Zach and Liz. And we want to um, look at the scriptures concerning him. We understand that the Bible prophesied, the coming of um, John the Baptist say he's going to come in the spirit of Elijah and he's, he's a forerunner of Christ and actually um, John and Jesus are cousins because their mothers are cousins so they're cousins too right amen, amen. and so we want to start reading at verse 5 Luke chapter 1 verse 5 <laughs> and there was in the days of Herod the king of Judah a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah, Abijah, his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. So Zach was a priest, so that means he's a Levite, he's a priest, and his wife is a Levite as well, and she's a, she's a direct descendant from Aaron, the first high priest of Israel, with Moses. When God used Moses to give the law to the people of Aaron, was the high priest, Moses' brother. All right, and she's a direct descendant. And it says, they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. Amen. That's a testimony there. They were blameless in all the commandments and the ordinances. I'd like to remind the folks that we're blameless because of what Jesus Christ has done for us because of his his blood sacrifice and risen again and the gift they, righteousness they've given us. And you know he can present me unto himself blameless. But these folks are blameless in their behavior, in their conduct. They follow the commandments and the rules and that's why they were blameless. Alright? They were blameless so as the commandments or commandments, the things that the Lord has called the people to do, we're kind of familiar with the Ten Commandments. Most people are and there was other ordinances. And there was rules about if you commit a fault or a sin, you know, you made a sacrifice and um, the sin was covered. And so they were blameless in their conduct and their religious behavior. However, verse 7 says they didn't have a child because Elizabeth was barren. And to be barren in those days was what was, I, I really can't even describe it you know, being a man and not being a mother, but to be bearing what was like having a curse on you, you know? And it was a hard thing for the women of that day, not to be, the married women of that day, not to be able to have a child because all the women wanted to have a child and wanted to give their husbands a son because who knows if your son might be the promised Messiah, okay? So it was real important for women to um, for the wives to have children and have sons. But she had none because she was she was barren, and now she's an old lady. You know, she's past menopause, she's an old woman, and so the idea of having a child is gone. Alright, so let's read on. So it talks about in verse eight and in, in, in verse ten, verse eight through ten talks about how 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 um Zach was in the Ministry And how he was You know serving It was his turn to serve And it was his turn to burn incense Incense represents Represents the prayer Going up before the Lord It's just a a visual figure That represented prayer And praise going up before God And Zach was It was Zach's turn to burn incense By the way Zachariah's name Means the Lord Has remembered That's pretty cool huh And Elizabeth's name means, God is my oath. In some places it says, God is my abundance. And so, so it was his turn to burn incense. While he's burning incense, the folks are outside, you know, waiting, you know, while he's burning the incense. And, you know, I imagine they could smell it, and they might even see it going up, you know, the smoke going up. And so he's, while he's burning incense, and while he's burning incense, minding his own business, doing the Lord's work, doing what he's called to do, following his rules, right, Verse 11 says, Then an angel of the Lord appeared unto him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Remember, the right side represents um, blessings and power and authority. Okay, Um, That's what the right side represented. And he sees an angel there. And when Zachariah saw him, he was troubled and fear came upon him. He might have thought he was about to die because you just don't see angels every day. I mean, very few people see an angel or have conference or have a contact with an angel of the Lord. Okay? And so he was fearful. And, you know, uh, it's natural to be fearful. We would have been fearful, too. Because, you know, even if just a man just pops in and shows up, that's a little frightening. You know, folks starting you you know you mind your own business and somebody just shows a boo you know and you get start, it. but an angel of the Lord and so he was fearful but the angel told him don't be afraid because the Lord heard your prayers and your wife is going to have a baby <laughs> and you're going to call his name John now hold, hold, up, hold up now wait a minute he's an old man his wife's an old woman and the angel of the Lord says God heard your prayers Where were those prayers prayed? Those prayers must have been prayed years ago. All right? Years ago, because she's already past the age of having children. All right? So those prayers were prayed years ago. And at some point, they must have stopped praying. All right? You know, despite the history, despite the lessons about Abraham and Sarah, and and different ones who were barren before and the Lord opened up her womb. You know, we're talking about Samson's mom and and Samuel's mom, you know, different ones. Despite all the history, at some point, the man of God and his wife stopped praying. Because it's over now, you know, menopause, and they said, oh, that's it. So they went on about their business and they lived their life and they still served faithfully even though their prayers were not answered their quest was not made they still served faithfully that's a lesson lesson right there that even though you don't see what you want and it appears that God has denied you the thing that you asked for you still have to be faithful to him amen and Zach and Liz were faithful so faithful that their testimony is that they were blameless Mm -hmm. in the commandments and ordinances you know some of us can't even follow traffic rules you know, but he's supposed to blame us. Uh, let's look what it says here. But the angel, verse thirteen, says, "But the angel said unto him, Be not afraid, Zacharias, for your prayers are heard, and your wife Elizabeth shall will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink." and he shall be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. Wow, you know, and so this guy is gonna be special. He's gonna be so special that he's gonna be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb, all right? He's gonna have the Spirit of God in him from birth. Okay, and check this out. And it says here that people are gonna rejoice. You're gonna be glad. The people are going to be glad. He's going to be great in the sight of God. Mm -hmm. Remember, Zach and Liz were blameless in the sight of God. And their son, John, is going to be great in the sight of God. Okay? He's going to be great in the sight of God. And it says here that he's going to turn many of the children... Of of Israel to the Lord, he's gonna be a witness for God. He's gonna be the evangelist. He's a prophet, and he's gonna turn people to God. He's gonna point people to God. And we know the ministry of John the Baptist, how he baptized. They call him John the Baptist because he baptized people. All right, well, he could have been called John the Dipper because he was putting people in the water. All right, John the Baptist, and and he called he he made a call to repentance. He made a call to the people to turn away. Mm-hmm. He said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Because yes. he knew Messiah was coming. Right on his heels, Messiah was coming. Yes. And you know, and so that's what the ministry of John the Baptist. And the angels say he's gonna go in the power of Elijah, the spirit, and power of the great prophet Elijah. Yes. Elijah the prophet was a great man of God. He done the Lord used him to do miracles. And, and to preach and the rebuke and carry the word of God, you know it was Elijah that, that the Lord used to heal people, raise the dead, you know part the waters. He used God. God used him to do all kind of things. And he said John is going to be in that same power, that same spirit, that same attitude that Elijah had. Going to work for God, and he's going to be God's man on the earth. John's a bad fella, <laughs> it's because Elijah was, amen? And so it also goes on and says how, how um, people are going to, he's preparing and make the people ready to see the Lord. He's preparing the people, he's getting the folks ready. And that's what the prophecy to Zacharias is about his son that he's gonna have, he's gonna have a son. And it's time to rejoice, it's time to be glad, it's time to celebrate. But what does Zachariah do? What does Zach do instead? (laughs) Verse 18, here's what Zach said to the angel. Hmm. How shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. (laughs) That was his mistake, (laughs) y'all. He said, how can this be? He said, how can I know this? Um, first of all, have you ever told somebody something that's accurate and truthful and they don't believe you? Mm-hmm. Right, you feel some kind of way? You know, it's more than disappointment. did you just hear what I said? Well, if an angel of the Lord speaks to you about something and you say, no, it can't happen. <laughs> you better stand back. Here's what, here's what the angel did in verse 19. And the angel answered and said unto him, I am Gabriel. Gabriel means God is my strength. I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. Behold, but behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my word which will be fulfilled in their own time. See, there's something we have to understand as believers. We are believers because we trust God and we believe the gospel and we come to faith in Jesus Christ and we believe. Amen. And so when we do not believe, when we do not believe, God takes it personal. Okay. It's not Gabriel who's disappointed. It's the father. It's God the father. You know, and so Gabriel has to do what the Lord commands him to do. And he tells Zach, he says, Look, you don't believe me, but you're not gonna be able to talk until these things happen, because they're gonna happen. Right? And something's gonna happen whether you believe it or not. Because God is sovereign and there's something he's gonna do whether we ask for it or whether we believe it, he's gonna do it. Alright? And these are what, this is one of those things right and so Zacharias, Zach is mute, he cannot talk, he cannot say anything, he has to communicate through writing or some other way and so of course when he comes out, he stays in there a long time and when he comes out the people say what's going on, what's going on and then when he comes out he can't, he can't utter a word, he cannot speak, he cannot say anything right and so We understand that he, at some point, he had to believe because this was not a, uh, even though this was a miracle and miraculous birth, you know, the husband and the wife had to do what husband and wives do to have a baby. Mm -hmm. Amen? Mm -hmm. Amen. And so they did that. And of course, you know, the Lord's word comes to pass. Mm -hmm. Listen, saints, you know, we, God still does the miraculous. Yes. He still does miracles. He still does healings. And he still comes through for his people. Right? And sometimes we have prayed, and we prayed, and prayed, and sometimes we just gave up. Okay, I'm not not even praying this no more, Lord, and evidently you don't want to do it for me. I don't know if you ever had that experience, where you felt like the Lord just doesn't want to do it you know, in his sovereignty and it's not his will to fulfill my desire, and so I'm just going to give up on this, I'm going to leave it alone and that's what, that's what the mature do um, the immature give up and, and keep on going <laughs> but look here so what happens is that, you know get to the end of the story you know, Elizabeth conceives uh huh and verse, some jump down to verse 24 Now, after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and she hid herself five months saying thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among the people. Remember, I said it was a hard thing for a wife not to be able to have children and you know know, know what makes it so bad that when a couple cannot have a child is blamed on the wife Mm -hmm. but you know there's men who aren't able to produce Mm -hmm. but you don't hear about that Mm -hmm. it's always the wife you know you ever watch one of those old shows you know with the king and the king's (laughs) wife has another daughter and and the king's mad at the woman because she had another daughter Mm -hmm. and science teaches us that the gene that determines the the gender comes from the man it's true and the king at his wife because she gave birth to a girl, and dude, it was your fault. It's your gene. You know, your contribution that gave your wife a girl instead of a boy, but you know, they get mad at the woman, that happened, I'm gonna marry somebody else who can get me a son, you know, that's so sad, it's so terrible. But anyhow, getting back to this, getting back to this, and, and so here's the deal, here's the deal, right? Um, Thus the Lord has dealt with me. She hides herself for five months. How can you hide for five months? I mean, we've been in quarantine for a couple of months and then we finally got out and saw the world, you know, ran around did the things we had to do. But I can't imagine, you know, staying in there for five months. For five months. She hid herself. And verse 26 says, now in the sixth month that angel Gabriel was sent to, the angel was sent by God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth. So when she's six months pregnant, this same angel goes to visit Mary, all right? And when he, check this out, when he visit Mary, Mary's a virgin, all right? She's engaged, she's espoused. That's like that's like being actually married, but you haven't come together, you haven't consummated the marriage, okay? We, um, and so we talked a little bit about that in Bible study. And so the angel comes to Mary, and says, fear not, you know, you know, you're blessed, you know, you're gonna have a son. You know, and, and guess what Mary says? Mary says, How can this be? For I don't know a man, I haven't been with anybody. And you know what the angel did? Angel answered her question. But when Zach said the same thing, he asked the same question, basically, he got rebuked. <laughs> I don't know, I don't understand it. Maybe it's because Zach was asking for this. I think. Perhaps. What do you think? You know, um, he was asking for it. He was asking for a son and the Lord said, you're going to have a son. Alright? Mary wasn't asking for this at all. She was just chosen. You know, she, she was chosen. She and her husband Joseph was chosen to do this thing because they was in the right place to do it, I guess. Alright? But when she said, how can this be? Because her question is just as logical as Zach's question. But she got an answer and Zach got rebuked. Mm-hmm. Go figure. But listen, so anyhow, so what happens is that that um, Mary visits Elizabeth and we're, we're gonna skip through that and we're gonna talk about what happens after the child is born. Mm-hmm. All right, so we believe that Jesus and John about six months apart, okay? All right, so, when, when, when the baby is born, when Elizabeth gives birth to the child, and the people do rejoice, and they celebrate, and they get all happy, you know, and they, you know, at the circumcisions when you name the child, you know, um, so like eight days after birth, you know, the rabbi will circumcise the boy, okay? Um, today, they still do that. But, you know, when you, if you're not a Jewish child, you know, you get circumcised right away. Okay, because, you know, it's just a healthy thing to do. All right, and so, at the circumcision, they, they asked Mary, I mean, they asked Elizabeth, rather, what's his name? And She said his name is John. And the, fel- the family members say, whoa, hold that. hold, oh, stop now. You don't have any relatives named John in your family. How you gonna call this boy John? And so they went to Zach and said, You know, you need to get this together. What, what are you going to call the child? What's his name? As if Zach was going to say something different. Now, I don't know. My wife gave birth four times. And if she says the child's name is going to be this, that's the child's name. She allowed me to name three of the four. All right? And that was my privilege. But in any case, if she wanted to call the child something crazy, you know, she gave birth to the kid, and um, that's, we're gonna call the child a crazy name. That's, how, that's just how I see it, all right? Because I'm not going through all that stuff. I just get to watch it, and be in awe, and be in terror sometimes, too. All right, so check this out. So they go to Zach, and they ask Zach what's his name, as if he's gonna say something different from his wife. Zach's a good man, and he wrote on a tablet, he wrote the name John on the tablet. And as soon as he wrote the name John, his voice came back, his speech came back to him. And he started prophesying. Because yes. <laughs> the thing that the Lord the Lord has heard and remembered him, God remembered his prayer. Even though he forgot and gave up on it, God remembered. And I want you to listen, saints. God remembers every, he hears every prayer. Hallelujah. He hears the prayer, he remembers your desires, and it seems like he takes too long sometimes. Mm -hmm. God, you're taking too long. I've been asking for this forever, and he's just taking too long, right? And it seems like he takes too long. Mm -hmm. But of course, like the songwriter said, he's always on time. But our time and his time is so different because we're limited to time and space. You know, I'm in this body. I only got so much years left. You know, I can only be in one spot at a time, and I'm limited. Yeah. But God is unlimited. These things—it's impossible with man, but nothing is impossible with Him. Yeah. So we might as well get crazy and ask for some impossible stuff because yeah. you really want it. Don't say, "Oh well, it costs too much. You can't do it." I remember growing up as a kid and around Christmas time, loved looking at the catalogs, you know, because we didn't have an internet course. So we looked at the catalogs, you know, me and my buddy, we'd look at the catalogs, look at toys, look at clothes and stuff like that. And I remember wishing for this, but then I would pick the one that cost the least and wish I had that because I knew my parents were limited, Even though I was never disappointed at Christmas time, it was amazing, I don't know how they did it. Then I learned it was called credit. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. But anyhow, but 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 when you're dealing with the mighty God, the all-powerful God, the the one who can do anything, that nothing is impossible to, and you have a great need or a strong desire, you might as well ask him for the thing that you really want. Instead of trying to trying to scale back a little bit because you think he's not available, or you think you're not worthy, or you think you don't you don't deserve it, and of course you actually you don't deserve it, but that's okay. But he's a gracious father, and and and, and instead of instead of holding back on your desire, we must well be honest and truthful and open and say, Lord, this is what I want, and ask him for it. Now, God has a way of answering our prayers. You know, sometimes we, yeah, maybe he doesn't even want you to have what you want. But he'll tell you. He'll show you some kind of way. He'll satisfy you. In his own way, he'll satisfy you. But unless, unless the Lord tells you no, you might as well keep on asking for it. I know people who have been praying for the salvation of their loved one. And that, that definitely is a will of God to save people, right? It's not his desire that anybody perish, but that all people come to repentance. Mm -hmm. And I know folks, family members who have prayed, Lord, save my son, save my husband, save my mom, save this one, and been praying for years and years and years and haven't seen it yet. Mm -hmm. Should they give up on it? Mm -hmm. No. Keep on praying. My mother prayed for my brother, and by the time he came to faith in Jesus Christ, she had Alzheimer's and dementia. And so he told her that he was saved, and she rejoiced, and then she forgot it. But who, who remember? God is a God who remembers prayers. Amen. Amen. And I love my mother and my brother, they started arguing and fussing. Because <laughs> that's what they did. That's what I remember growing up. It, but this kind of fussing was a little different. Because he, he was a Christian man by the time they was fussing this time. Amen. But I thank God for it. I thank God. I uh, I seen people get saved or they deathbed, or I know of it. Right? And there's folks who God answers some prayers even after you're gone. You know? Come on. Who has a praying grandmother? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And that praying grandmother prayed and prayed and prayed and she did not see it. If you go to um uh, what's the book? Hebrews chapter 11 talks about the so-called heroes of faith. And at the end of the chapter, it talks about how these people prayed for stuff that they have not seen. But they were faithful to God even though their prayers and even though they did not see the promise. They did not see the promise. They were still faithful. I want to encourage you to say, your God is able. He can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the workers of his power in us. He could do this thing, all right? And if you have a need, you have a desire, you have an urgency, he's able to come to your rescue. Yes. Even if you think you really don't deserve it, even if it's your fault that you're in the situation that you're in, because, mm-hmm. you know, we do some things, we make some mistakes, we go error, we go the wrong way, yes. and we get disobedient sometimes mm-hmm. and say, well, I should have listened to it. Lord, I didn't listen, but will you please help me now? Yes. You know, go ahead and pray. Pray and ask God for your help. For help, he's able to help. He's able to do it, and he forgives all kind of sin. Y'all, Jesus died for us, yes. that our sins would be forgiven. He was risen from the dead, that so we could live this thing out. He's making intercession for the saints, you know. And so, okay, yeah. you made some mistakes, you failed in some area. God is able to forgive. He's able to restore. Yes. He's yes. able to bring you home. Yes. He's able yes. to fix yes. the situation yes. for you. Yes. And that's the ministry of John. John preached that thing. He said, y'all need to repent now. Messiah, the kingdom of God is at hand. Right? That was his ministry. He preached the ministry of repentance. And we're doing the same thing. We're telling people to repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. It is here. It is time for us to be saved. It's time to allow Jesus in your life so you can live a... Christian life, not just Christian as in religion, but that you can have faith and you can have right standing with the living God. Mm -hmm. What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God? Therefore the world doesn't recognize us because it doesn't recognize Him. Right? Right? Mm -hmm. But when He appears, we're going to be just like Him. And we're going to see Him as He is. It says, now we the sons of God. And it does not appear where we shall be, but when he appears, we're going to be just like him. And we'll see him as he is. Amen? You can be the sons of God, the daughters of God, just for that asking, just for that asking. We keep saying it over and over again, because there's only one way. It's through faith in Jesus Christ. Ask Jesus for what you want. Ask him to save you. Ask him to heal you. Ask him to deliver your family member. Ask him for ask him for that job. Ask him for whatever it is you want. Ask the Lord; it's His good pleasure to to give us the keys to the kingdom. The Bible says and he wants to fulfill your joy. He fulfilled Zach and Liz's joy for sure, right? They had great joy—not just them, but the whole community, and even us. We celebrate the joy of Zach and Liz today. Because of what God has done. He'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. If you're not a believer, just say yes to the Lord. Ask him to into your life. You haven't done anything too terrible for him to save and, and, and fix for you. You don't have to get yourself together. You don't have to prepare yourself. Right where you are, wherever you are, we said it before, even if you're not, even, you can be... You don't have to be sober to be saved. All right? You don't have to be in a right place to be saved. You don't need to be in a certain church or a certain spot or a certain time. Wherever you are, wherever you hear the word, don't harden your heart. Just come to faith in Jesus. Say, yes, Lord. Say, I want to be saved. I mean, the words don't even matter that much. It's that you believe God, that you believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son, of the living God, and that he's been raised. He died for our sins. And he's been raised from the dead. And all power is given to him. And he has the capacity, we say before, he has the capacity to save everybody and anybody. And you can have this salvation just by asking today. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you your word. We thank you for the opportunity. Lord, for the hearers of your word, those are under my voice today, God, I ask that you show yourself strong in them. You are the God that remembers. Right? You are the God that is my strength. You are the God of my oath. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you meet the needs of your people and that you draw the others by your spirit. That they would know that you love them, and you've done everything for them, you've done all the work for our salvation, and just for that asking, they can be saved today, just like you've done it for me and so many others. We thank you for these things, even now, Father. In the name of Jesus, do it, do it, Lord. We thank you. Friends, we encourage you to call upon the name of the Lord. Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord, shall we say without exception call upon him today let him come into your life let him make the difference for you let him save, heal, deliver and be your God and Father thank you so much for your attention. God bless you, stay safe
2: thank and praise God just for um, the service this morning. We bless God because um, there's no way we can make it without him. Hallelujah. You know, I um, applaud um, John, his mom and his dad for their faith their willingness to act um, on what God had promised, right? Uh, we know that we God can say things and promise us things, but we have to um, activate and do something, you know, because John would not have been here if his parents had not done something, right? You know, Liz and Zach had to do something. They couldn't just keep staring in each other's eyes and saying, well, God said, is it gonna happen? And that's what we do. We look in the mirror sometimes, make no changes, do nothing different. We just look at ourselves and remember the promise of God. So I said, Lord, help me to act on what you said you were gonna do in my life and not just wait for it to happen we have to move forward in the promises of God and that's what faith is right Uh, faith makes you faith says it is right I have it it is it's the substance of things hoped for it's pure evidence of things that people do not see and by it things were done By it, things were accomplished. So by it, to me, is an action word. So help me, Lord, to press forward and do what God has called and act on what you have promised. Um, I thank God for that. It's just so much you can glean out of that. But one thing is we do have to be obedient. People of faith. And obedient. And you are different. Pastor mentioned that. The world does not know you. It does not understand you. Because you are operating in faith. And they don't get it. And don't you not get it like they don't get it. Stay on the faith side. Stay on the faith side. It doesn't make sense. Because you can't see it. Put your hand on it, but stay there, saints. I tell you, I know in this season, the enemy talks. He talks. He does things, right? He does things in the act. Oh, this is his time, you know. He's, he's been allotted a season and allotted authority over an uh, area, and he works in that. Does good, does well in his job. But we are his threat. And he talks to us. In that, in here. In here. And we talk back to him through the word of God. That's where you talk back. Th- but the Bible says this. Jesus said that. Not you. Not in your accomplishments. Not in what you did. Not the devil that you defeated last week. <laughs> That's last week. But today, this is what the Word says. And just keep it, keep it, push it, push it, push it. If he's going to do his job, you do yours and talk right back to him. That's what Jesus did. Jesus said, get behind me. Right? It is written. It is written. God said, and he said in your life, God has written and he said, and you remind the devil of that and yourself. Hallelujah. It is um, Thanksgiving season, and uh, many of us have gone through things, and we're pushing to be thankful, right, and pressing, but I just want to encourage you, that um, the lord has not forgotten you no matter what is going on the lord has not forgotten you and i hold true you know i just there's a song that's dear to my heart god's mercies are new every morning and for that for me that means every day i'm here i have a chance to do it again with the mercies of god like i have a basket full of things So every day that you wake up, it's a new day. Forget about yesterday. It's gone. And today is a new day, people of God. So we thank God for that. We thank God for uh, what is uh, next, this week coming. Uh, We'll be with family, maybe on a smaller scale, I pray, I hope. That uh, we're on a smaller scale uh, with family. Some of us may be eating alone, but guess what? I get to eat. I get to eat. And I thank God. Make the phone call, reach your family, but find something to be thankful for. Thank God. Find something to be thankful for. And reach out. I encourage you, live in water. Reach out to somebody this week and just thank God. I just thank God for you. You don't even have to list the reasons. I was thinking about you and I just thank God for you. Be thankful. Thank God for somebody this week. And remember those that are separated from us. Again, living water, we pray. I think we hold up nursing homes. We hold up workers of nursing homes, hospitals. People are going to be working. Caring for the sick We know Nork is going back into shutdown Other areas are going into shutdown And what we do We bend our knees and pray As these things are happening So I encourage you people of God This Sunday Be forceful in this land And pray Pray, pray, pray Thank you Uh, Father we thank you for the word that has gone forth We thank you for the hearers Under um, our voices today We thank you for everyone um, That has just had their hand In what you see this morning We bless you God We thank you for the faithfulness Of our media ministry Our uh, music uh, ministry uh, We thank you for the faithfulness Of the praise team And uh, choir and pastor Lord We thank you Today we take none of this for granted Lord we thank you for your provision for us Lord on this week help us to be even more grateful and more thankful for what you've done and be mindful of what you've done Lord we uh, ask you to remember the sick and the shut in those that are sick on their beds and just hold it on by a thread because they've been distanced haven't been able to see their loved ones and speak to their loved ones encourage them Lord in the name of Jesus we pray for the bereaved today Those that have had uh, waits and funerals and preparing to uh, do the last they do for the remains of their loved one, God. We pray, Lord, that you comfort their heart in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you. We pray for our nation, not just ours, but the world at large, God, that um, your will be done that the message of your salvation and your love be administered throughout this world, in this time, Lord. We hold up uh, those that are going forth and proclaiming the gospel in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's clap our hands. Let's bless the Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Hallelujah. God's good. God's good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. As I stand here, we're closing. I see healing. I don't know what's going on, but I see God healing. God is bringing. I'm talking about physical infirmity. God said he is healing. Doing this way Hallelujah. A viral outbreak. God said, I'm bringing a healing. A healing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I speak to those that I'm looking at. Hallelujah. Pastor Faith and Elder Blackwell. Sister Karen. God said he's bringing a healing. Dr. Walcott. God's bringing a healing. But others under the sound of my voice. The Lord said he's healing your body. God's healing your body. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Too much will be dried up. And you want to tell about it. Hallelujah. The devil is a lie. I'm getting this out. Hallelujah, God said he is bringing a supernatural healing. I'm speaking of to somebody today. Hallelujah, Enter, grab hold of what God has promised you. Everything, hallelujah. Not one thing, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God's bringing the healing. Oh my God, my God. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus hallelujah he's healing you thank you jesus hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus hallelujah whatever doctors said they are gonna have to do uh courtney go back do something follow up on something hallelujah god said no i'm i'm just telling you what i hear god saying God is healing under the Someone, uh, even under my voice, God is healing. Celebrate. Celebrate. Hallelujah. You're not giving all your money to the doctors, co-pays, and all that stuff. He wouldn't be God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Pastor. God's bringing a healing in your body. He said complete healing, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody celebrate. Hallelujah. Amen. That's right. Be blessed today, people of God.
0: Hallelujah. On behalf of our pastors, Theodore and Linda Faison, we would like to thank you for joining the Living Water Christian Center Church for our Sunday morning virtual service. Although the physical doors of our church may be closed, our ministry is committed to spreading the gospel message and staying connected with you as we shelter in place. To support our ministry with your tithes and offering, you can use PayPal at Living Water CCC, Cash App at Living H20 Church, or Zelle at 973-902-9933. If you need any assistance, or would like to send any prayer requests, you can contact us at 973-902-9933 or livingwater374 at gmail.com. We are also available via direct message at any of our social media platforms. Follow us at Living Water H2O Church on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay updated on our virtual worship services, Sunday school classes, prayer meetings, and Bible studies. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Be blessed and stay safe.